Welcome to the Coming Home Well podcast, the show that educates, supports, and advocates for the veteran community. Your host, Dr. Tyler Piron, U.S. Army retired, will bring you exciting conversations with amazing guests about resources, research, and military history, all geared to helping our warriors to come home well. Here's your host, Dr. Tyler Piron. Welcome back to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron, and we are going to talk about jobs. Well, not all kinds of jobs, because, you know, we were talking about going to college and using the GI Bill, and most people go to college, but not everybody can or should go to college using the GI Bill. There's a lot of other ways to do things, to get education, and I've always said everybody should learn at least one vocation. Now, what does that mean? It means being able to fix your car, be able to do some carpentry, electrical work, plumbing, HVAC, something, so that no matter what happens in life, you have a skill that you can go out and earn some money. Doesn't matter what else is going on, how the economy is happening, you're always going to be able to find a job. So we are going to be talking with Curtis Rutledge, and he is the founder and executive director of Shift Sick. He's going to tell you what he does but it's a pretty great organization and I want to have them on so we can learn a little bit more about doing things with our hands instead of just doing things with our brains. Got to have both with some of these technical fields. Welcome to the show, Curtis. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Tyler. So what is Shift 6 and what do you do? So Shift 6 is a veteran uh, 501c3. What we do is we help veteran reintegration through uh, partnering with local automotive industry and uh Automotive technical life skills, basically, we've done everything from welding to metal fabrication, wiring. We do anything and everything hands-on, and we're working to expand that also to more, like you said, vocational skills as well. So it's automotive-related. So it could be, I mean, there's a lot of different skills that go into building a car, refinishing, or restoring. My wife has always wanted to restore one of those 50s classic pickup trucks with the wooden back. But I am also aware of how hard that is and how many different skills that you need, everything from painting to body work to welding. And I don't know how to do any of those things. So what is it you guys do at Shift 6? So what we do is we partner with local industry leaders. As of right now, we've partnered with a a local shop here called Board & Vintage. The guys are really great Americans, great patriots, and they've supported us since day one. And what we've been doing is we partner with them. They they put on the... through collaboration with them, we put on classes to where our veterans come in, they have a safe and conducive environment to where they can learn skills. They can learn how to weld, they can do metal shaping, they can do metal stretching. We've done a class, a three-part class where they learned how to make an old-school mailbox, hinge and all. And the partnerships, different shops do different things. So as of now, we've done a lot of metal shaping, metal fabrication, and uh, we're working to expand it. But for now, we've just gotten into the welding because that's what my background is. And a lot of my trainers are all certified welders as well. So that sounds like a really neat thing to go do is learn how to bend and fabricate and make your own mailbox. You you normally just go pick one up at Lowe's or Home Depot for like 60 bucks whenever you need one, which isn't very often, I suppose. I hope not. Uh, But when you do need one, but I always have seen those custom ones like a house or a car, some other cool thing. And it's always neat to see those because they're not the same like everybody else's. 
how much work goes into that? And how do you find the people to come and make mailboxes? So I originally started at a local nonprofit uh, called Wounded Heroes Fund, where I learned how to network with veterans. And it gave me the foundation of how to reach out to other veterans and get a, a census of what they would like to do, what they would like to learn. And it was the same thing, like you said, uh, with your wife. Everybody wants to do that classic vehicle. Everybody wants to have that old nostalgic vehicle that they can reminisce, that they learn how to drive on from their grandfather or their father. Like the one I have behind me, this is a, our Project Shift Six truck that I've been working on with my board members and my kids and fellow veterans. And we just come in, we teach them the skills, how to do everything from patch panels to uh, custom fabrication on the trucks. But it's getting the veterans there, letting them know that it's a safe and conducive environment. You have people who battle with PTSD, MST, TBI, and sometimes a lot of us aren't as adaptable and malleable with learning new skills as we once were when we were in service. So what we do is we alleviate all the stressors outside of that and let everybody know whether you're a male, female, combat vet, non-combat vet, Army versus Navy, Marine Corps, what have you. It's it's one, come all. And uh, the class is free. We have, we even provide lunch, coffee, uh, breakfast, donuts. And we just make it a very welcome and, and inviting thing that we can have our community be a part of as well. That is really awesome because there is something so rewarding with doing something tangible and making something and learning a skill and getting your hands dirty. So where are you located and, and how do people get in touch with you? We're currently located in Bakersfield, California. It's right at the Southern California borderline almost. We are we're setting up to open some chapters here within the next two to three years. There's going to be a chapter opening in uh, Texas. That's our next big push. And then from there, we'll go like Mideast, Upper Mideast. And uh, from there, we're going to, I want to be able to have everybody across the United States covered. I've got a lot of support from East Coast people from where I joined the military to Texas has a huge veteran population. And so what we do is we're, we don't want to limit ourselves to one area, but right now we're in Kern County, California. And we have, it's great because we have a lot of uh, technicalities. We have a lot of vocational schools just in this area, a lot of welding schools, UEI, uh, UTI, all these schools that teach you hands-on hands -on stuff that the veterans can use their GI Bill or even vocational rehabilitation, which is great. So they can come get their feet wet, so to speak, and learn some of the skills with you and then say, hey, I really want to learn more and really expand it at these other schools, more formal training. But you know, like, I don't know how to weld, but I know it. it's just like drywall. It's an art form. As, as much as it is anything else, that easy touch that the experts have. I've tried to do drywall and I make a mess of it. I haven't ever really tried to weld. I, I've done some little hot glue and some of the other small welding, but any kind of like real welding, it's amazing the amount of knowledge you have to have in order to do it well. Like what are the types of metals? And I know there's different kinds of welding. Yeah. So what are the types of welding and... and how do people like choose which one they want to do? Or are they all pretty much the same when you have the principles? So I, I think something that everybody should know was when I first got into welding, I had never really touched a welder prior to this. I, the reason I got into welding was I bought, I had my midlife crisis about 2017. I bought a car that I shouldn't have. I bought a 68 Chevelle. And then I went and bought, I got an LS1 from a Camaro, an SS Camaro, and I put it in there. 
And then once I started deciding that I was going to keep it and build it, I saw how crazy prices it was to have a welder do patch panels or to do full on sheet metal replacements. And so I was thinking, I'm like, well, I'm pretty, I have my issues from service, but I'm not broken enough to where I can't learn it. So at that time frame, that's when I took it upon myself and I went to a local um, tech school here called uh, ACI, Advanced Career Institute. And I learned everything from, you start off, it's like the military, the army, what we do is we, it's called crawl, walk, run phase. And you sit in the classroom for your, your first three weeks. And then from the classroom, you go down and you just mess with the torch, an oxyacetylene torch. And then from there, you go to stick and you do all your different positions, 1G to 6G overhead. You do all that. You te- And at the end of it, you have to test out of it. You, you can't just be able to do them. Our instructors, they want us to have the finesse to it, the understanding, the metal prep. Uh, we do, you do from stick to uh, MIG, from MIG to TIG, and then TIG to flux core, and then back to TIG. And then the last TIG is that's where you choose your specialty. But it's, it's all obtainable by almost any veteran that I've ever met. Anybody who comes through our class, we tell them our classes range from four to six hours. You're not going to just walk in and be the uh, Dabs Wellington, really famous welder. You're not going to be, you're not going to be the Salvador Dali. You're not going to be the guy that you see on Instagram that has these amazing beads. It takes time and it takes patience and it's very uh, finicky at times. And even guys who've been welding for a couple of years now, we still have to sometimes get back down to basics and start from scratch just to get comfortable. Because once you get flustered, you tend to lose your patience and lose your focus. So what we do is we make sure that everybody and anybody is welcome and has the right environment to do that. So how many folks have been involved or learning these skills? You've been around for a little bit, I think a few years, if I recall. How many folks have you been able to help introduce to the entire automotive spectrum with Shift 6? So our first two classes that we really did, they were about 30 people, veterans, and then supporting agencies, local veteran supporting agencies. But our average class size for the first couple ones was about 30. But what we wanted to do was we have a limited amount of trainers. So what we wanted to focus on was give the right student to trainer ratio. So when we did our classes on doing the the mailbox, we lowered it. So we took about, I want to say the final number was 12, but we accepted 15 people. And the cool thing about this program is we launched, we initially launched about two years ago. And then all of our hard launches and everything with our 501 came through all during COVID. And what's amazing is the local community here has backed us and they've helped us carry it. And they've, I mean, the welding community has been so open and so loving and supportive. And then the local veteran community, they've just, they've embraced it like it's their own. And that's, you know, there's a model here. It's that one of the other nonprofits says it's called Local Heroes, Local Help. Kern County here as a whole is amazing. They have such a supportive backing for veterans. It's just truly amazing to know that the community that you served for wants you to put back into yourself at the end of the day, because a lot of times you can be lost when you get out and you're trying to reacquire skills that you lost. But, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give these veterans a new outlet or a new skill set that they can take and build off of. And and they don't have to shell out $50,000 for school. They can try it, like you said. And then if they don't like MIG welding, they can do TIG welding. If they don't like TIG, they can do flux core. There's a myriad of things, you know, that people can do. My, my Achilles heel is electrical. I don't touch electrical, but when it comes to welding, we kind of, people, we all have our knack. And so we try to overlap and, and intertwine to where we help each other out. And that's all, that's mainly what the program's about is helping each other out, getting skill sets going, giving the veteran that extra confidence that they lost when they got out to be a part of another, another brotherhood or sisterhood. You know, that's something we often talk about is finding your tribe, uh, finding your people again, 
when you get out, it's so many folks feel lost and alone and, and try to regenerate that. And that's why I think things like Shift 6 and so many of these other organizations that are reaching out and saying, hey, come try this. Yeah, there's a lot of value in learning these skills. But I think the bigger value is being part of that tribe again, where people are, you have a, a brotherhood, even if you're in a totally different eras, totally different services, you come in and all of a sudden it's like you've known each other. There's this common bond, no matter what the background or service or anything. And I think that's probably one of the biggest, coolest things that people do, especially the folks that are providing the services and opportunities for these folks to go weld or work on vehicles or learn these skills. But the real thing for me, I think, is really the brotherhood that people uh, join into. I bet you've seen that quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, being a car guy or just you don't even have to be a full on car guy. You Classic automotive is gorgeous. The American steel that comes from Detroit, um, even the guys who do imports, that's your style. That's a reflection of your personality of, of who you are. I have my oldest veteran, my oldest veteran that I've had in the class was a Korean War veteran. And then everything else usually um, averages about Af- Iraqi freedom or uh, Afghanistan, we get a a good amount of Desert Storm veterans, but it's great to see like a Korean War veteran interacting with a Marine veteran that just got out nine months ago. There's a lot of healing that goes on there. And the environment here, it it helps to create a new bond and a new brotherhood because a lot of the older veterans, they didn't get the love like they needed or they deserve. And so to have our veterans and our community provide that, it speaks, um, speaks so well to the beliefs of what's going on around this area. Starting this organization in the middle of COVID must have been a huge challenge. That's It's interrupted so many things. Uh, we used to do a lot more live events. Used to be live on the radio. Now we're doing it pre-staged because, well, it's really hard to get strange people to come together in a close environment in a radio booth to have a conversation. So we're doing these things digital and a lot of people are making adjustments, which I think is awesome. It certainly expanded our reach and enabled to reach more people and learn about really cool organizations. But you're out in California, and that's where I imagine most of the people that are involved with Shift 6 are. How do people get in touch with you? What classes are coming up or what courses or what uh, events are you doing? How would somebody reach out and find out about that? So the best thing, though, is our social media. I hate doing this, but, you know, like, share, subscribe, however the the hipsters do it, but that's our big thing. I put everything that we do online on Instagram and Facebook, they're linked together. I try to post them all at the same time, even if it's something small and it's like a spot hip pocket training, I guess you would call it. But we put everything on there. Uh, we have an email shift.6.1776 at Gmail. You can always hit us up there. I have my personal phone number on both of our profiles, Facebook and Instagram. I'm working on learning the other stuff like the WhatsApp and all, and the Indeed and all that other good stuff. All my board members, they're very open. The local veterans that are a part of it, even the shop guys from Born Vintage, they've opened their hearts and, and their minds and they let our veterans just pick their minds. I mean, our classes usually start at nine and they're over at three, but we've had guys that stay there till like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And the people who help us, they'll help them. They've helped our veterans install radiators. They helped them install fixed blown out rear ends. I mean, it, it's a it's a great, amazing environment to just know that you've found your niche and you don't have to worry about it. Like I said, there's something for everybody. Our next class will be uh, I'm, I'm talk, in talks with uh, involving another shop where we're going to be doing a turbo system. Our truck that we're building here 
It's going to be a pro touring truck to where our veterans, the driver and another veteran will be able to take it out and go around the track. We're trying to do the fruits of your labor build. So the veterans see what it can come from to what it can be. Our next class will probably be putting a turbo system on this truck. We've got an LS in the truck already. We want to be able to, to drive this stuff. We want to be able to take our veterans out. We have um, the world famous Button Willow, Willow Spring, Button Willow Racetrack, Willow Springs Racetrack, Formosa Racetrack. We have Mona has the NHRA Museum. And so our veterans here and eventually across the United States, they all have this at their fingertips. I've spoke to the NHRA about having our veterans be a part of the races down in Pomona. We're setting up to do some track events. I, I want to do a 24-hour 20, uh, of lemons, but for veterans. So we're working on getting something like that started. And we're going to do veteran car shows where the veterans bring out what they have, what they're working on. And you can meet local celebrities, car celebrities. And we're working on getting interconnected in Los Angeles area with their veteran community as well. That is just amazing. I go to some car shows. I always go. And they have the new cars up in, I'm in central Virginia. And I always go see it. It's usually in January. But then we also have the racetrack, Richmond International. We, so I like cars, though I'm not like a super car person like some people. But it is amazing to me when people take other cars and switch engines and do all those things like the sleeper cars. I always think that is just so cool, like this raggedy old truck or this raggedy old car. And if you open up the hood, the whole thing is like a race engine and they can blow anybody on the street. Yeah, I always find that's you know so hilarious. I don't know. There's something to that to me that I find that super funny. These sleeper looking junkers and all of a sudden blah, taking off and beating Porsches and Ferraris yeah. and stuff. So people are out there in California. You've got a great program. You're expanding it out uh, out to Texas and hope across the country as we can get more shops and more organizations. So if you're a, a car organization or somebody that builds cars or, or does repairs and you want them to be involved, just get in touch with you at Shift 6 if they want to sponsor something? Yeah, yeah. We Like I said, bear with me. I'm not very uh, overly tech-savvy kind of person. I'm more of a, I have a joke that I tell everybody I'm just a dumb car guy welder. That's what I go by. If it's not really cars and welding and metalworking, I, sometimes I tend to get flustered. But um, I'm very passionate about this program. And a lot of people said, a lot of people were worried that it might fail because it was COVID. But I felt at that time, that I was spoken to maybe by God or by fellow veterans that veterans need this. If it can help me like it helped me pull me out of a dark spot, it can help other veterans. And if we can curb veteran suicide or alienation, that's what it's about. That's what it's about is helping veterans, fellow veterans that don't know how to find an outlet, even in the smallest aspect, getting them. Um, we've done raffles. We're going to do more raffles. We uh, raffled off a basket and it had a stick welder in there. So that might be you, Tyler, the next time we do a, an auction or a raffle, you might get your, your start in welding. But I mean, our classes are come one, come all. Maybe in the future, we can link up and have you guys come out and do like a live taping of one of our classes. But it, it's, it's just about, like you said, there's something magical about starting the day and not knowing a skill. And then by the end of the day, you know how to take apart a, a TIG torch or an oxyacetylene torch and reassemble it, check for leaks, and then cut yourself some metal. Just doing that, I watched uh, some veterans that you would never imagine them. Guys coming in with pea coats and very Abercrombie and Fitch style. By the end of the day, they have a full-fledged gorgeous mailbox. It's about breaking those barriers down and letting our veterans know that we have all these resources available. And um, a couple of days ago, I was just like them. It's just 
the good Lord above and my family and our, our community here has gifted me this opportunity to do it. And so we're going to do it to the best of our ability and get us as high up there as we possibly can. We have a lot of dreams and stuff that we're going to turn into realities. Absolutely fantastic. Before I let you go, I do want to ask, what does shift six mean? Like, where did that come from? So shift six, it was myself and one of my former um, mentors. I I was his assistant and we did uh, service dog training. And so one day him and I, his name's Julio Torres. He's out of Arizona. He moved there recently. And uh, we were just going to Taco Bell of all places. And I told him, I've been telling him about it. And he goes, sounds like you're serious. And I'm like, yeah, I think I am. I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. And uh, so I'm like, man, we got to come up with a, a name for this. I was like, I'm not good with names and mottos. And, and uh, we were sitting there throwing ideas back. And then uh, he said something along the lines of shift six. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. I'm like, that sounds pretty sick. And, and so what we came up with was as you're shifting your mentalities from your military service, you're, know that you're always going to know that there's somebody there to cover your six, whether it's your welding friends or your car friends or your, your metal fab friends. The community's there and it's all about creation and openness and being a part of it. Our logo, um, it, it's all along the same lines. Uh, when you look at our logo, we incorporate the American flag. We incorporated a, a small block Chevy 350. So that's a part of our logo, which is huge. That's been a staple in the automotive community. We wanted it to be as real as possible. We want it, We want them, everybody to know that we're doing it because not just because we think it's a great cause, but it helps ourselves as well. So we're out there doing what we need to do to make ourselves better. And so that's where it all came about was just doing good for ourselves and then being like, oh, crap, this can help other people. So let's make it a reality. And, and, and slowly but surely we have. We took it from a grain stand and now we're at the seedling stage and we're growing the tree and we're looking to be out there and having an orchard soon. And it's an awesome way to come up with a name. I was trying to figure it out. Maybe six gear it used to be fifth, a five speed. Now they have six speeds, but they're almost all automatic. And I was trying to, I was trying to come up with how it is. And I really like the watching your six a concept. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. We've been talking with Curtis Rutledge. He is the founder and executive director of Shift Six. And before I let you go, Curtis, I want to ask you one last thing. What should I have asked you about but didn't? Our future goals are, they're really vast. They're not crazy obtainable skills and goals, but in the near future, I'm hoping for us to be at SEMA. SEMA is the largest car show. Uh, I want our veterans to be there. We have some stuff that we're partnering up with the Green Beret Foundation and the Special Forces Racing Team that we're going to we'll try to be a part of that. We're going to start doing the local car market, but our goal is to get to where our veterans can come in and do their training hours. And we'll have our own certified trainers that can test them. And then we submit their testing to AWS, American Welding Supply, or the Electrical Society. And they can get their certification through Shift 6. Shift 6 will eventually pay for that. We're looking to start grants, car-related grants. And and we want to grow it. And we want to go nationwide. But at the end of the year, at the end of the, the whole thing, was we want our veterans to see it on the grand scheme. And so if we could get to SEMA, that's our goal. Um, we want to be able to take one of our vehicles there and, and show the world that the world can contribute by helping our veterans. And, and it's all through our niche, our, our car association, welding, vocational, different skills. And that's what we're really aiming for. And getting the word out there is huge. I'm not a car guy. What does SEMA stand for? It's specialty enthusiasts, motor market association. So it's a big car show. I'm not 100% sure. I don't mean to put you yeah, on the spot, but it's a huge year. car show. And where is it? No, no. 
Yeah, it's in Las Vegas. It's It happens every year during COVID. It, it believe it, they didn't do it in 19. I believe they did do it in 20. I'm not 100% sure, but I wanted to go. I had tickets to go to 19 and obviously COVID kicked us, kicked all of our butts. But it's the creme de la creme of car shows, basically. All the newest products, all the newest builds from the great shops, some amazing talents there. They have the build off. The guys that we partnered with, Born Vintage, they were there this year and their truck, I believe, took third it was for out of the whole show. So, I mean, amazing skill goes on. So to be able to have our veterans there mixing among those those big names like Chip Foose, Kindigit Designs, that would be huge. And then it would also show our veterans how much our nation and how much our community cares about each other and cares about their service and what they've done and how they continue to give back. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah, some of those big shows out in Vegas, they're absolutely amazing. The the leaders and what's coming down the road, or in some cases, what used to be on the road and has been put back on the road. We've been talking with Curtis Rutledge. He's the founder and executive director of Shift 6. They're out in California, but they are planning on, on spreading throughout the United States, probably Texas next. But they've you know obviously only been around a couple of years, but I find it's an amazing program. Go check them out. We're going to have the website and all the information up on our Facebook page. So if you don't get it while you're listening and you can't write it down, just go to the Coming Home Well Facebook page or just search for Shift 6 on Facebook. You'll find it pretty easily as well. I was able to do it and I'm not the most technological person. So you should be able to do it as well. Curtis, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your message with the folks at Coming Home Well. Thank you. And we appreciate having it from myself and our board, all the veterans that we have here. We want to thank you and everyone from Coming Home Well to allow us to to be a part of your guys' podcast and to let us help us spread the message about what we're doing for our veterans. Super glad to do it. And thank you for everything you're doing. Thanks for joining us this week on Coming Home Well with Dr. Tyler Pieron. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well. Coming Home Well.